You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. All right, John, another exciting week in NAI lacrosse. Let's just dive right into it with uh, Scad Montreat, which Scad won 11 to 9. And I know you got some comments about that. Yeah, that one just uh, caught me off guard a little bit. Started following the stats a little late on that one. Um, I was expecting it to be more along the lines of maybe a 5 to 7 goal margin. I didn't think it would be a blowout, but I thought Scad would win a little more comfortably. As we've talked about, we just we don't really know what's going on with Scad right now. I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm just confused by Scad at the moment, and I'll just leave it at that. I thought uh, beginning of the year we had some higher hopes for them. Obviously, they got the late start. I, I don't know any details about you know, the roster if anything changed, but all I know is that preseason we had higher expectations, and uh, yeah, you would think that this was a little bit of a bigger disparity than two goals but it is what it is moving on you've got st ambrose against benedictine which was a what was the score on that one it was 14 11 st ambrose ended up winning benedictine actually raced out to a 5-0 lead for a second i thought they were gonna spoil the senior day for ambrose but next thing you know literally i tweeted something like this isn't the Benedictine of old. That you saw <laughs> and really next thing I, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the next thing I knew they were losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, listen. It was a good game. Five goal different, like being down five to winning by three. I mean, it takes games like this, I think, during a season to get you ready for the playoffs, right? When you play teams that are going to take a lead and going to make a run. So I think it's great for St. Ambrose to have weathered that storm and then came back and you know, sealed the game off nicely. So congrats to them on senior day. And then the last one that you're going to talk about is Scad Cumberlands. This is another one of those where Scad's being weird and they'll beat Montreat by two and then they get real close with Cumberlands. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it was 15 to 11 and Scad actually was pretty close. I think it was a one goal game for most of the game and Cumberlands kind of buried him at the end. But I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I just don't know what's going on. I know part of the problem, I think, for SCAT is I don't know which games their head coach has missed. But from my understanding, if the women's and men's have games and it's on the same day, he's obligated to go with the women's instead of the men's. Interesting. That is a nice little development you got there. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't really put two and two together that he's running the women's program while they – do the yeah, he's doing new that coach. too. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. All right, moving on to the WAC. So we had Concordia play Aquinas in a very good midweek game that I was able to watch. Concordia always has a good stream. And honestly, I was just a little bit surprised at how stagnant the Aquinas offense looked. Especially late in the game, it just looked like it's just, you know, a couple guys always trying to one-on-one. Everybody else kind of gets out of the way, and if it doesn't work, they just throw it around and then try again. It didn't look like they had a much of a team offense going. Uh, some things to note there, a lot of penalties, 16 penalties. Uh, both teams struggled on the man up. Both goalies played very well, but 
we had a total of 42 turnovers, which is something that I think both teams are going to want to clear up by, by the postseason If they, you know, both teams are fighting for chances through the WAC tournament, right? They're always fighting for seeding. So big win for Concordia, 13, 12. Then we've got Lords Madonna, which I think based on how Lords played earlier in the season and how Madonna played earlier in the season, I definitely was favoring Madonna going into this game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would probably say that as well. I mean, I know Lords is finally getting healthy, but yeah, I probably would have went with Madonna going into it as well. Yeah, well, you know, if if this is what a healthy Lords looks like, they're definitely part of that conversation, right? They they are very likely going to be ranked by the end of the season if they can keep up this, these kind of performances. So uh, looking at the stat sheet there, two things that really jumped out to me were that Lords had 12 more ground balls than Madonna, which in a one goal game is extremely important, right? Like every, every single play counts. So 12 extra GBs. And I assume that a lot of those are coming off of face-offs because they had 11 more face-off wins than Madonna. So Madonna for, you know, I think post, what was his name? Zach Beam, who, who was their really solid face-off guy a couple years ago. They are really struggling to win face-offs the last two seasons that I've seen. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to add on that. I don't know if you saw, there were only two of nine on the man up. That's something they really need to get better with. Um, looking at their, I was looking at their stats earlier, and they have three clearly star players. And while they've had good games this year, they're not really blowing the stats out of the water. Most of the star guys are getting two or three points a game, which not bad by any means, but I'm used to seeing these kids have like five to seven points. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. And then later in the week, Concordia Taylor, this was one where, again, going into the game, I firmly thought Concordia was going to, you know, have a pretty easy day. No offense to anybody at Taylor. And by the way, we need to all chip in and get Taylor a new video camera just for the for the lacrosse games because all I see is like a bunch of blurs running around on the field. It's somebody else tweeted about it last week and I didn't know what they were talking about, but now I do that. It was very difficult to follow, but it was four to three at halftime, Taylor lead. Then it was six to six at the end of the third before Concordia, you know, kind of asserted their dominance and and played like the team that we thought we were going to see and they won the they basically won the game in the fourth quarter by winning the fourth quarter five to one and the thing was the entire game was pretty even on the stat sheet both teams were th- were within you know two to three shots two to three ground balls you know Concordia only had two more face-off wins they both missed one or two clears they both made one or two man up goals and they both had 10 saves and 20 turnovers so pretty much up and down the board there very even but at the end of the game what I think is a older team and more experienced team Concordia pulls it out 11 to 7. Yeah one thing I do want to add that I noticed looking at the stats on that one Hunter McCarty didn't play in that one for Concordia and as everybody knows by now that's a huge deal I mean he's a guy averaging about five goals three assists a game so Mm-hmm. hopefully it's nothing serious maybe they're just giving him a breather i don't know but if i mean those teams are pretty even without him being in it so i mean they really need him back going forward yeah and they they definitely showed some depth i mean devin Wolovar 
definitely stepped up. He had a five goal game. So, you know, he is definitely that part of that one, two punch that they have at attack. So good to see him pick up the slack when, when Hunter wasn't in the lineup. All right. Looking forward to this week, we've got uh, quite a bit of, you know, ranked versus ranked or more specifically receiving votes teams playing receiving votes teams. So uh, let's go ahead and pick out a few games that interested us. I will start with uh, Madonna, Indiana tech. So it's a seven versus two matchup. And the thing about that one is we need the best version of Madonna. If we're going to see somebody beat Indiana tech, I don't know if it'll be enough. I think Indiana tech's too well-rounded, but you know, Madonna is just one of those teams where like any given day, they can just go off and, and kind of catch you, catch you by surprise. Yeah, I would agree with that one. I mean, I would probably take Indiana Tech going in. It seems like there was a couple games where Indiana Tech's offense wasn't the sharpest, but it looks like the last two games against Taylor and Siena Heights have really rounded back out into peak uh, performance. Yeah, then we also have Lords against Siena Heights, which is Lords isn't currently receiving votes, but I'm pretty sure they will be in the next poll against Siena Heights, who is receiving votes at the moment. And these are both two teams on the cusp. You know, we've kind of have that Indiana tech at the top of the whack, like clearly then you've got Concordia, Madonna, Taylor kind of fighting for a spot, Sienna Heights, Lords. So this is going to be a big game to basically decide which one of these teams is going to end up higher uh, going into the, the WAC tournament. Yeah. And this one's really almost a pick em for me. I really don't know which way this one's going to go. Um, I think we have a little bit, maybe more of a proven commodity in Siena Heights, but it's going to be a close one, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And then later in the week, we've got MOBAP against Ottawa, which is MOBAP's receiving votes. Ottawa's currently nine. I think this is one, again, that has huge KCAC implications. Uh, I don't, you know, it's to me, like you just said, this one is a toss up for me. I haven't seen either of these teams play enough to to really pick a winner, but I just know that this one's going to be extremely important for the postseason in the KCAC. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. What games? Uh, what games are you looking forward to the rest of the week? Hmm, let me take a look here, real quick. Because we also have, you know, we've got Lords Aquinas, we've got Madonna Siena Heights. Mobat Benedictine, like these are all big games that are going to play a huge role in the WAC. You know, the big thing with the WAC right now, if people don't know, Lawrence Tech's kind of on a two-week hiatus while their their campus kind of shut everything down for two weeks due to COVID. So we won't see them for a while, and and you know, hopefully they get to complete their season if there's enough time. So we're just trying to see how the rest of the WAC shakes out shapes up right now. Yeah, I definitely want to see how Missouri Baptist looks when they get back as well, because they're one of those other programs that's been dealing with the COVID shutdown too. So yeah, I would like to see how they play. Yeah, it, I mean, it's on the schedule twice on the website that they're playing Ottawa on two consecutive days. I'm pretty sure one of those is incorrect, but that that is a game to look out for in the KCAC. But, uh, you know, so far we're, we're getting closer to the end. The, the whack is, is Indiana Tech's to lose. Columbia College is definitely in the driver's seat in the KCAC. And obviously in the AAC, Reinhardt is doing their thing. Uh, you know, we don't even mention them anymore because 
until they play like a top five team, it's not really even worth it. So the, the real question is going to be, you know, St. Ambrose, Columbia, does Columbia find a way to kind of slip up on the way to the end here? And then who ends up as the number two in the WAC? That is, I think, one of the more interesting questions left this season. One of the and and we still haven't seen Indiana Tech play everybody yet, so maybe one of those teams just jumps up and uh, messes everything up. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, I think it would have to be an off night, though. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, listen, they're very well rounded, and uh, it, it's hard to be as athletic in it. You know, they've just got so much speed and they play so fast. But again, if you if you can get a hot goalie, which, you know, there's plenty of good goalies in the WAC. If you can get a good goalie, you can win faceoffs. You know, you can definitely stick around with them. We've seen teams play them close. I mean, what was that, 6-4 to four the other the, the other week we saw them? Who did they uh, beat 6-4? to four? I think it was Lords. Exactly. So, you know, that's why they play the games, right? It doesn't matter who's favorited. That's why they play the games. So, all right, everybody, until next week. This has been another, you know, NAI weekly update. See you then. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.